Hey, everybody, this is Beneath the Cowl, the <laughs> podcast, and we have today an amazing panel for the beginning of Black History Month, just an amazing panel of creatives, cosplayers, photographers, you name it, they are here, and I'm not, I'm not going to take up too much time, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, I'm going to la- ask them to go ahead, actually, and tell us, you know, who they are, what they, how long they've been doing this, and then actually as a curveball, Let's go ahead and actually ask, uh, let's see, who is on your geek Mount Rushmore? So you got to pick four characters that are, you know, pop culture. Which are your four? So I'm going to start actually with uh, the Smoke. Smoke, what you got? Hey, everybody. Hi, sir. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy Black History Month. 365 days of black cosplay. It's every day for me. I've been cosplaying for well over 30 years before the term cosplay was even a concept. Basically, I was the guy, that black guy who was always getting dressed up going to movie premieres. My first cosplay, I was doing uh, tubs from Miami Vice, my buddy and I were doing crocking and tubs. Man, we're talking about the 80s. Everybody thought I was about my senior prom. I was dressed as one of the Blackhawks. I got my, my, my designer tuxedo made, and God bless my mom at the time who made it for me and all. I have been cosplaying for so long and everything else, man. It's just been a delight, and I've been having the time of my life and all. Between cosplaying, I'm a, I'm a pro wrestler, former pro wrestler, been a world champion, tag team champion, the whole nine. Worked in companies like ECW, Dangerous Women of Wrestling, Glow, e, uh, NWA Shockwave. So I, I've been doing it. Uh, doing, I'm also an actor, done tons of movies. Some you know background work, some front ground work. I got an upcoming superhero movie coming out later this year. God willing, you know, because of the strike and everything. Done a couple TV shows and everything else under the sun. Done public speaking, doing motivational speaking for kids. Um, also been a cosplay director for a lot of different cons, like Great Philadelphia Comic Con, working with Wizard World. Um, I was also host on Heroes of Cosplay, uh, one of the only persons of color on Heroes of Cosplay, and hosted on Heroes of Cosplay, the second part of the season. And everything else under the sun, I had just manifested making sure that I follow my dreams and my, and my patterns of what I want in my life and what I want to do. Cosplay is a large part. It plays a large part of my life. It is the embodiment of everything who I am, from wrestling to acting and everything else under the sun. I've done well over, well over, 5,000 different cosplays from the very minute to the very big. And I've had people from the industry, from acting, from, from artists, comic book artists and everything that have loved my work and showcased my work. So I have been blessed to be able to be one of the people out here that inspire others and, and to see it now grow into where it's at now and seeing POCs everywhere, man. It is, it is like without a doubt phenomenal. Now, before we go any further, let's talk about my four Rushmore people that I admire. We're going to start off with George Lucas. George Lucas, for the simple fact is, because I grew up on Star Wars, eight years old, saw Star Wars for the first time, loved it, and I wanted to be one of those characters. Everybody wanted to be Darth Vader. Everybody wanted to be Han Solo. I wanted to be Darth Vader because, you know, James Earl Jones, for one, and everything else under the sun. Next under my, my belt, Stan Lee. Goes without saying, Stan Lee... To me, he was the hallmark of my childhood, Spider-Man, Avengers, everything under the sun, growing up in the 80s, Incredible Hulk, you name it. Stanley was everything, and being able to hang out with Stan on top of that, the next person on my list, George Perez. 
George Prince, without a doubt, I never thought in my years of growing up who basically inspired me as far as like drawing and, and wanting to be a superhero. His artwork set the tone for me of what I wanted to do. And then becoming a personal friend of his as I got older and everything, to me, it was like, wow. And then being in his comic books and everything else, that spoke in volumes to me. And the last but not least, the late, great Dwayne McDuff, I, like he said, you know, he set the song for Milestone, for for Blacks in comic books, along with the rest of the crew in Milestone Comics. And Dwayne, again, was a friend of mine uh, up until the day he passed and all. He set the tone, status shock, and everything on the song, and he inspired so many people. But I, And also, for me, also, because I'm also a DC comic book character for DC Comics as Freight Train. So, again, I've, I've been living the life, not just as a cosplayer, superhero, Everything on the Sunday, the embodiment of what a hero is all about. So, there you go. That's my Rushmore and everything else under the sun right there. That is an impressive resume. <laughs> that is an impressive, impressive resume. No doubt, no doubt. Actually, um, I'm going to go next to Chief uh, Geek Photography. What What do you have? Good sir. Right, you really want me to follow that? Okay, I'll see what I can do. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you can. I think you can. All right. So Brandon Jackson, aka Chief Geek Photography. Uh, I've been cosplaying since around 2011, been a lifelong geek, been going to Con San Diego Comic-Con since 93, but of course my whole entire life, I've been, uh, been a nerd. So, uh, but also did, was in the military from, I was in the military, uh, my mic is going crazy. <laughs> anyway, I uh, served in the military for 22 years. I started my cosplay career before I retired back in 2008. Um, I'm with the Follow the for and also I'm a cosplay photographer. What got me actually into cosplay photography was, I, as you see behind me, I, with my display of figures and stuff, I love collecting figures, and I was taking, I got into taking photos of my figures first. And then one day I decided to say, hey, I'm not going to cosplay today. Let me go ahead and take my camera. People actually really like my photos, and I became obsessed. And I got into wedding photography, and I do all sorts of military retirements and lots of different things. And uh, cosplay photography is my one of my passions. That's one thing that's not a part of my business. It's actually my charity. Um, I don't charge for any cosplay photography that I do because that's my way of giving back to the community. That has given so much to me because of cosplay community has definitely been a huge support for me and a lot of the things that I've gone to coming back from combat deployments, losing my wife in 2021 in a car accident, um, you name it, they've always been there for me. I've had a strong, strong support system. Uh, and cosplay is a huge passion of mine. I do it as a family. I love my son, including my son and cosplay. He's a nerd too. He loves everything under the sun that I do, anime, DC, Star Wars, Marvel, you name it. Uh, we're all we're into it. And uh, I'm going to just finish it out with my, my Mount Rushmore. And I'm going to do three, uh, three fictional, one actual uh, person from history. So my three would be King T'Challa, King Zuri, uh, Mace Windu, and Dr. Martin Luther King. All right, that's 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 great. That's another actually amazing uh, Mount Rushmore. I'm going to take it now to Paper Doll. Paper Doll, tell us actually, you know, give us your little biography.
Oh, you're muted, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> background noise. Totally okay. But hi, everybody. Love Paper Doll. And just like Smoke, I wrestled back in the day. First female wrestler for my high school and only female wrestler. And oh, then wow. I was in the military and I got into combative. So I just like fighting. But, <laughs> but yes. I I cosplay. <laughs> well, my parents got me into cosplaying because my parents are nerds, and so I was kind of forced into it, and I love it. They would take us, uh, my sisters and I, to conventions and dresses up like Trekkies. Still not into Star Trek, more of a Star Wars person, but yes, went to Barbie conventions and would dress up us, us up like Barbie dolls. So. Now that I got my son, I bring him to conventions and have him dress up. <laughs> but he likes it. He's 15, so he kind of got a choice now. <laughs> and let's see. So for my Mount Rushmore, I am so sorry, guys, because I am terrible with names. So I already know people are going to correct me. So I will go with Author Juju Kaizen. Summer, I can't pronounce his name, Samara. Anime Sunday, please step in to correct me. Gojo? No, not Gojo. With the pink hair, the villain. When oh, like... Sukuna. <laughs> there you go, Sukuna. Thank you. So yeah, you I'm got gonna... it. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh my God. <laughs> Seeing him sitting on that throne and just how he has that power and that. Ryu from Death Note. Because the Shimogami, I, that's my fave. Michelle Pfeiffer, because she's my favorite Catwoman. I just, mm -hmm. something about her. She just has that, that sex appeal about her with just that look. And for Magneto, I know everybody is super random. But that's my favorite Marvel character. Not even favorite villain, because I don't consider him a villain. I look at him as... One of those like anti heroes, and he, you know, he, he had reasons for things a little too violent, but I do love me some Magneto. So that's everything about me. All right, cool. Well, actually, I think actually so far these these biographies have been amazing. So I do have to go ahead and actually, but we're gonna keep it going. Actually, um, next, actually, we have right now anime. What you got? Tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing this, uh, you know, uh, a little biography. And then uh, for, for anybody that's joined in and actually didn't catch the question at the beginning, you have to pick your your Mount Rushmore of, of fandom. What is your it could be? It could be real people. It could be a fictional character. What's that Mount Rushmore? Yeah, no problem. Um, OK, cool. What's up, everybody? Uh, go by Anime Sundays. Um, the whole premise is the show where we talk about anime on Sundays. Um, long story short, you know, a lot of anime came out on Sundays when I was making the page. And so, hence, here we are. Um, I mean, you know, content creator, uh, mainly anime debates on YouTube. We got skits on TikTok, um, cosplay. I try to dabble a little bit. You know, I don't really do too much. I do a little sum, you know. <coughs> um, but I mean, in terms of Mount Rushmore, I guess uh, when I think about like, I talk about like an anime Mount Rushmore, um, 
for me, it's 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 Goku, Luffy, Naruto, and Ichigo. I think that's the anime Mount Rushmore. Um, fandom wise, I mean, my favorite fandoms. Um, if I had to have a Mount Rushmore for that, it would probably be like One Piece, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and um, I don't know. The third one would be probably something like. Uh, like Spider-Man or something like that, you know, Marvel. Spider-Man is probably one of my favorite heroes aside uh, from the Marvel side anyway. DC, I'm a little basic. I like Superman. I know a lot of people don't like Superman, but I'm a big <laughs> Superman fan. Um, so, but that will probably be like my uh, nerd fandom compared to my anime. But, yeah, you know, man, we here, man, chilling, vibing, you know, throwing parties and whatnot. We having a good time, man. That's all. That's all. Cool, cool. Selena, floor is yours. Everybody, um, hopefully y'all can hear me okay. Um, yeah. So I'm Selena. I'm from Maryland. I got into cosplay as a pandemic hobby. A friend from uh, a college, he did photography on side. He wanted to shoot together. I'm like, who should I be? And so I just chose Snow White, and that was like my my first cosplay shoot, like several years ago. And I just was like addicted from that one shoe. And I was like, oh shit, I can be anybody I wanna be. So I just kind of got like really obsessed with it. Like at one point I was going to cons like, like every month. I didn't care if they were big or small. It's such, such a great community, such a great way to meet people, such a welcoming community and I just have this like gigantic passion for cosplay because it's so creative, it's so much fun, and I love it. Um, Harley Quinn, Chun Li, and Foxy Love. I know they're all random, but that's mine. <laughs> I mean, those are those are yours. Yeah. There's there's no there's no shaming. Everybody's got their own Mount Rushmore. I say actually, it, that's live your journey. Live, love your journey. Yeah. Kenneth, talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me your story. Um, what's up, everybody? My name is Kenneth Jamil Cosplay. I, too, am a pandemic cosplayer. Um, TikTok made me do it. Um, <laughs> the, the pandemic hit, and everybody was doing skits, and people were dressing up. And I'm like, what's this cosplay thing? So seriously. I've only been cosplaying now for this would be my fourth year. Um, and I started doing Killmonger, obviously, Deluxe, and I was doing some Killmonger skits. And I just pulled the trigger and got my first suit from many people probably know Parallel Life Studios over in Paris. They did my Killmonger suit, and I've worked with them like two or three other times with some other suits. And the very first con I went to was Dragon Con. I, that was, oh. I jumped right into the deep end. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got I got one suit and I'm going. And so I went to Dragon Con three years ago and I had a blow. Right. And from then on, I just keep adding different cons. This year I'm going back to Dragon Con again. So this will be my fourth year there. Um, I'm probably going to hit BlurCon for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I'll be in DC for that one. Working on three cosplays for this year. Um Let's see what else. I am probably the most senior person here. <laughs> um, 
I will turn 50 this summer. Oh, you're still on Similac. <laughs> <laughs> I will turn. I was looking. I was like, I don't know. Maybe. He might have me. He might. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, so, man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, it's black don't crack, bro. Black hey, don't that's crack. Right. Hey, that's right. You know, uh-huh. so in, in being an older person in cosplay, right, I, I feel the same love, the same welcoming, the same energy, none of that. Why are you here? You should be at home doing A, B, and C. Um, I never feel that way anytime I go somewhere. Um, especially around our people. Um, if I was to say my Mount Rushmore, oh, shout out to everybody who's a veteran. I also served the Marine Corps for eight years. Number five. Number five. Um, <laughs> um, so my Mount Rushmore kind of stems from that. Um, just the black men that I saw growing up, seeing them on the big screen, small screen. So first, I, I got to shout out uh, Mr. Carl Weathers, who we just lost yes. today. Right. So him and everything that he did. Right. Um, really kind of paved the way. And then, of course, Wesley came in behind there. Um, and then you get Denzel. And then, you know, now we have so many other. Michael Jai White is another one. Um, you just look up to those brothers on the big screen and seeing what they're doing. And, you know, it just makes you want to do stuff like that. Right. Um, I am an engineer by trade. I've been with General Motors now 29 years. Um, so I would always, I would love to be an actor and, and be in that world, but life happened and set me on a different path. So cosplay is kind of my my way to do that, right? It's my way to get into a different character and do something that I can't normally do in my day-to-day life. So it's, it's, my, it's my creative outlet, so to speak. Right. Amazing, amazing. Actually, and as I say, amazing, amazing team. <laughs> you like that segue? That was a nice little segue right. in there, right there. Mm-hmm. So I can't. We we can't hear you. Amazing. No sound. There's no sound. Check your settings. <laughs> Anybody know how to uh, how to lip uh, lip read? I mean, we can we can make this happen, man. We 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 got we got the tools and we got the talent. We can make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, so we'll uh, amazing. We'll come back over to you just because actually the audio is you know just uh, we can go ahead and try to see if we can get it. Uh, you know, corrected. In the meantime, actually, so this this panel is is you, you guys are just um, have a wealth of talent, and just what you, what you guys have done um, in the past, what you guys are actually currently doing. Um, you know, I I find that actually that you guys are I'm a, I'm in awe of everyone here on this panel. Um, so um, actually, amazing. Is that you? Did I hear you right? No. Still nothing. Well, we did have somebody else join, actually. Quiva, uh, uh, can you hear us? <coughs> all right. So here is your. All right. Here is your question. Right. A mini biography. How long have you been doing this? And what is your Mount Rushmore of 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 geekdom? Like it could be real people. It could be fictional. One, two, three, go. 
My name's Quiva. Hi. Um, uh, I'm a big fan, I think, of like anything Marvel. Uh, I was a big DC fan for a while for the comic books. Um, I'm a cosplayer, and yeah, I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> she's, uh, she's being so humble. She's also an amazing photographer. <laughs> she's done my photo shoot and came to conquer. And she did director too of so many good projects. Her whole crew every time come out fly. She's being too humble. She's an amazing director and videographer as well, and makeup Thank artist. You. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. <laughs> that is awesome. And I know actually that Mount Rushmore. I will just to be fair. I did give a prep beforehand to a, to a few of the folks, so I knew that that was actually going to be one where it was a little bit of a brain teaser. So if you want to come back to that one, we can. Um, you just, I'll give you a shot to go ahead and actually really formulate who you want to be on that Mount Rushmore. Like who, who okay. which faces are there? Okay. Got you. Got you. All right. So, um, like I was saying earlier, actually this, I am in awe of every one of you guys and what you guys do. So I guess actually my first question just to go around the table here is what as what brought you into cosplay and then also on that same question what keeps you in cosplay what keeps you or in photography or in just content creation what what is what is the thing that sort of what was the one catalyst that brought you here and then also what is actually what keeps you here today i'll go first um so for me what actually initially got me into cosplay so i always loved halloween uh, but like I said, I would go to conventions and I would see other cosplayers and I'd be like, you know, what? I'm a nerd, but I'm not that nerd. And I would just be like, all right, I just go about my business, collecting comics, whatnot. And in the military, especially in the Navy, they expect you to volunteer. And I always love volunteering, doing community work. But I wanted, it came to a time where I wanted to do something more like myself. I got more senior ranking, getting closer about halfway in the military. And, stuff. <laughs> and so... I ended up finding, you know, the Star Wars costume clubs that I actually do hospital visits and stuff like that. And I literally did my first hospital visit and uh, I was in Darth Vader and it was such an overwhelming experience. I immediately became obsessed and fell in love with it. Um, and then too, it's the challenge. Like uh, for me, the same thing with cosplay and photography. I never saw myself doing anything with art. I always was very intimidated by doing new things and stuff. I was good at a lot of things and I just stuck to them. But then when I started making my own cosplays and I started doing photography and there were people who actually thought they were good, it became an obsession for me, uh, as you see, like from my collection. When I like something, I obsess over it. It's just, I'm just being honest. And um, one of the biggest things that keeps me going in regards to doing it is the fun. I have so much fun doing it. Uh, me being a kid who just lived in a world of imagination. I love comic books. I love movie. I love sci-fi. You know, continuing to make do cosplay and do content on a daily basis is a lot of fun. And also, too, is to be a positive influence in the community. That's one thing I live. I live. Anybody who knows me or been following me long enough knows that I love to spread love and positivity and unity. And I love. And I want to be a great example if I can for all the kids, especially my son. Jump in. I'm going to jump in real quick and say for me growing up, again, growing up in the 70s, you didn't have too many people that look like us as superheroes. So watching shows like Shazam and everything, I was like, I want to dress like that. I want to be 
Captain Marvel and all. And my brother, my oldest brother, he was always in the comic books, George Perez, X-Men and all. And I would always try to sneak in his room when he would bring home new comic books just to read them and stuff. From Star Wars and all, Captain Scarlet, I grew up on all this. And I always wanted to, like, get in costume, you know, be be that bigger-than-life character. I think that's one of the reasons why when I joined the Marine Corps, I, you know, I, I wanted to earn that uniform, the dress blues, walking in with pride, and people would see me. It was like, wow. And then when I became a pro wrestler, you're a bigger-than-life character. From there, like, for me, cosplay just embodied everything, and I just wanted to expand on that from acting, doing films, and, and then also doing, like, films, like, like it was funny when uh, Chief Co uh, Geek had brought up about doing photo shoots. I started doing photo shoots here in Philadelphia, and I would bring together all cosplayers that and people that wanted to think about cosplaying. My photographer and I, Serious Photo, would get together at my house. We would have up to 30, 40 people. I would bring food. And for cosplayers that are just starting out, like from people like Night Mage and other people that have just started off, and we and now they're blown up. I mean, there's a catalog of nothing but cosplayers that started off here in Philly that came out just to get together. What inspires me to continue on cosplaying is the fact that, for me, I love challenging myself, wearing different costumes, getting in shape. There's been times that I'm like, I'm going to work on this cosplay. I want to get it done. And when I, when I start latching on to a character, I become that character. Not only do I become the character, I'll end up buying figures like you, Chief. I collect a lot of figures. I, like I said, again, I become that character. So, again, I, I just love it. I don't think I'm ever going to stop. People are like that. People that personally know me from doing, like you said, children events, going to schools, talking to kids, showing them that hey, you can do almost anything in the world. You can have a nine to five. You can still go out here, be a pro wrestler. You can still. I try to show kids that you can do almost anything if you put your mind to it. Cosplaying, doing the superhero thing. There's kids now that have come back to me that were seven years old when I've come up to their school as a pro wrestler and as a cosplayer that are now in their 20s and said, I remember, you know, you gave me this picture and you signed it. And I'm like, whoa, that blew my mind. And on these these people, these kids were going to school with my daughter. And so, and so to see them now in their 20s and 30s and all. So, again, that's what keeps me cosplaying. It doesn't stop and it's never going to stop for me. All right. Cool. All right. Paper doll, what about you? What 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 got you into it? What keeps you in it? Well, what got me into it was definitely my mom and dad. So both my parents were Marines, or still are. You're never not a Marine. Yes. Ah. yes. So, so you already know life was was tough with mom and dad Marines, but they were both nerds, and they were bringing us to conventions all the time. And so my mom, she's always like traveling, being deployed. And so my dad had four daughters, and he's like, all right, time for bedtime stories, comic books. He was raising us just, we're gonna, I'm going to read a comic as a bedtime story. Oh, yeah, when Superman bench-pressed the earth, and that's all we got. Until later on in life, we're like, oh, girl stuff, Barbies, wow. It was just action figures. Like, here, play with these Power Rangers. And taking us to cons. And so I just, like, loved it. And that's what had me start cosplaying because it was like just tradition with family. And then what keeps me going is one, I do love like running into um, like women saying like, oh, wow, you know, I don't really see black women and me being a bit older. 
they're like, wow, you can still cosplay at that age. I'm like, you can cosplay at any age. But my favorite part is when I go to Awesome Con and my dad goes to Awesome Con and he's cosplaying Uh. at like Umbrella Corp. (laughs) corporation and i'm there and he's like oh that's my daughter hold on let me get my phone out this is her this and it's like that proud dad moment like if he had would have pulled out the wallet with all the pictures coming out like that's him so i just like get excited to see him at local cons in um, the dc area and he's like i'm so proud this is my daughter she cosplays and he's my dad's 63 so he still cosplays and comes out all the time. So just and then having my son with me, it just like feels good with us coming as a group. Like cosplaying it's it's like it's just a family tradition. So when my son has kids, he's gonna start bringing them to cons, hopefully. Yeah. And I, I, I just love it. it just it's just a, a, a family bond. So I'm just gonna keep going. Awesome, awesome. I just want to actually want to check in with Amazing T. Amazing T, let's see that audio. Can you guys hear me at all? Yes. yes. <laughs> there we are. Okay. All right, Amazing. We're going to go ahead and actually, we're going to reset. Go with, what's your biography? Go. Biography? Um, <clears throat> man, I feel like I've missed so much of the podcast already. <laughs> um, oh, you're right on time. All right, so... Uh, I started cosplay, but when I started it, I'm sure Eric can relate to this. Uh, we didn't call it cosplay. Um, I'm not sure what year to start with. We called it costuming for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just say it's a long time ago, a place far, far away was when I started. <laughs> um, but initially it was uh, just for fun, but what kept me in it, was uh, seeing the smiles on kids' faces, you know, because I remember how that felt when I would see a real life character in front of me. And uh, I think that's what got me also into the charity events and hospital visits and things like that. Um, I used to go to cons everywhere all the time when I first started, but right right now being an older man, yeah, I'm older than uh, 50, I'll just say that. I guess real life kind of has had me take a has had cosplay take a little bit of a back seat, but not so much. I still find time to make it out and uh, meet up with friends, or do some photo shoots here and there, an occasional convention. Um, I, I really make time for the uh, charity events, though. <clears throat> Those I just feel like I can't miss. And the joy of creating something or being part of something creative is something else that keeps me in it. Because uh, I don't think I can ever be away from my nerd friends. Uh, I also was a have a military background. Started Marine Corps and I went to the Navy. Uh, that's actually where I met Chief Geek <laughs> back in the day. Um, and where, where where was it? I think I ran into you at a comic con like maybe a, it was over ten years ago. But it's been a while. That was at. Um... That was at uh, L- the Kamikaze in 2014. I didn't even know you you were a nerd in cosplaying. Yes, right. Wasn't it so like, you do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as co- uh, my favorite cosplays, uh, mostly superhero stuff. Uh, very little sci-fi for me, but I love sci-fi, but cosplay, uh, 
superheroes is what I've been spending most of my time doing. Uh, looking around the room, if I haven't met you, I want to say what's up. Uh, I know a few of the old heads. I shouldn't call you all that. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Eric, I think the first time you and I were even spoke was probably like 04, 05, something like that. And I think it was like, uh, it was on the East Coast for sure. Maybe like a yeah, matter of fact, the first time we we actually like actually like like met in person was uh, I think Dragon, because yeah, you, were, yeah. you were one of the few people of color that was cosplaying that inspired me. I remember going, and that was my first time going because we were promoting a book, and I got a chance to meet you. It was uh, Dwight. It was a couple, and I was like, oh my gosh, finally, <laughs> some of our some of our own people. Yes, I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> it, it really did used to feel that way it was such a small tight group right yeah yeah and to see it now where it's at now i mean whew, we're talking about oceans and oceans of people pocs man i love it i'm loving it totally loving it uh brandon you put you put together a big shoot for WonderCon, right oh yeah so this would be the second year we do because it well, actually my first time going to Dragon Con, when I went to the Black Cosplayer Meetup, it just blew me away. I blew me away. I felt so inspired and so compelling. For many years, and then the pandemic happened, so it, so I couldn't do it. So uh, last year, I put together the first Black Cosplayer Meetup at WonderCon, and then I'm doing it again this year at WonderCon coming up. I haven't done it at Comic Con yet, just because it's not as many cosplayers. But WonderCon is one of our biggest. Uh, cosplay cons for actual the West Coast, so that's why I decided there. I think I'm gonna do it at Anime Expo because that's the biggest anime convention, and also gonna eventually do it at LA, at LA Comic Con as well. Nice, nice. All right, well, that's actually awesome. So, um, this round table obviously is also you know, obviously observing Black History Month, and you know, as we are creatives of color, you know, it's important for us to have you know, uh, to sort of carve out our space in, you know, in, in, in the medium and anything, whether it's cosplay or photography. Um, so uh, my question actually, and I'll actually start off actually just to sort of uh, get everybody a chance here uh, with anime is what do you, you know, what inspires your, um, your cosplays or who inspires you when it comes to actually uh, other cosplayers of colors or other creatives of colors or other content creators of color? Well, for me, it's easy. I like the character. If the character makes me laugh, or I just like the character, I cosplay it. That's it. Simple as that. It could yeah. be from when I was a kid. Or it could be new or whatever. If I like the character, I just cosplay. I agree. I agree. I'm the same way. If it's a character I like, I'm going to cosplay the character. I'm going to become the character. I think uh, some of the people ask, what well, really what inspires me, like one of the things that inspires me as a cosplayer is seeing other people of, co of color as cosplayers that are like stepping up and bringing the game to the next level and stuff. It inspires me because I'm like, man, and, and like Terrence and I was just saying, it was a pocket. It wasn't that many of us to hear that you're having, you know, photo shoots at DragonCon, black photo, black uh, cosplayers together at photo shoots to be able to, you know, hook up and all. We didn't hear that. We didn't, we didn't have that when I started out. Um, the cosplay, one of the other inspirations that I love cosplaying with is my wife. I love cosplaying for Dia Cosplay because, again, 
When I done Icon, she was my rocket. When we we try to do with some combinations, she loves her Disney princesses and My Little Pony and all. But for me, it's like we try to do combinations, we try to do collaborations. But again, she's one of my inspirations. Um, but like I said, again, it's mostly also other fellow cosplayers that inspire me. That just want to, especially like I said, uh, cosplayers of color that really inspire me. That really just keeps my motivation going, whether it's in fitness whether it's in just this creativity, you know, creating cosplays, working on props and all. I always try to step up my A-game and everything else. And also looking forward to, like, doing photo ops and doing photo shoots. Like, Chief, you and I definitely got to – we got to link up, man. We definitely got to link up down the road. Anthony, you already know. You and I, you know, when we when we walk in the room, people take notice of both of us when we walk in the room. And I think the last time we were together was New York Comic Con uh, a couple years back. So, like I said, I, I, I love engaging with other cosplayers like that and on doing photo shoots on the, on the fly, just photo ops. I love it. I love it. So that's an inspiration for me. I think for me, when it came to anime, I really initially started out trying to stay in my lane. If they looked like me, if they sounded like me, then I would try and do that. So, like, the very first anime one that I stuck my foot into was... Um, Ogun from Fire Force, right? Brother, locks, simple cosplay to put together. So that was my first one. And then my next anime one was Admiral Okoji from One Piece. Once again, that was really simple and easy for me to do. But what inspires me is when people step out of that, that lane, right? When they start to do um, different anime characters. Um, Sir Julius is one. He did like um, yep. the guy from um seven deadly sins and i'm like okay if if sir can do that one i can do something so this year i'm stepping out i'm doing uh captain yami from black clover and much like chief like if the character speaks to me and i feel like i can pull the look off then i'm going to give it a shot i'm no longer boxing myself in to someone who looks like me if i can identify with the character then i'm going to try and, and knock it out so I'm looking forward to kind of stepping out of my box when it comes to anime characters. Well, oh, I'm gonna jump in real quick to say this also. One of the my favorite anime characters I love doing besides Piccolo is Jet Black from Cowboy Bebop. And to have Ooh. Bo Billingsley, who was the voice of Jet Black, give me all the props in the world. I even have a corgi named mine. So just to <laughs> let you know how much I love Cowboy Bebop. So yeah, and, and being able to be the embodiment and say, yo, Spike, just to see a person of color become Jet Black on the live action. Whether people loved it or hated it, you can't deny that my man right. bought his A-game to play Jet Black. And yeah. again, that was because of the fact that he was the embodiment. To me, when I look at Jet Black, he was a person of color. He was a black man. I, I don't care what anyone says. He was his, he was his light skin, that's all. He was just like you watch Cowboy Bebop. You know, come on, how many how many guys are you gonna hear? Yo, Spike. Yo, what's going on, Spike? Yeah. And all this stuff. I'm like, come on. You can't, you know, you can't deny that. But yeah, like I said, I had I had to jump in and say that and stuff real quick. Cool, cool. And yeah, I think actually it is. It's inspiration can come from anywhere. It's always great when you have inspiration from you know, within the culture and, and what, and, and seeing other people actually inspire, I think without actually, without geeking out too much uh, smoke, like you were 
Godfather status. Godfather status all the way up here from, from the moment, actually. I was just like, that dude, I want to be like that when I grow up. That's that's the dude I want to be like. And uh, same, actually, I think, uh, to some degree with everyone else here, there's, there's, there, there's aspects of what you guys do and what you bring to the table that is so amazing and so creative and so, you know, just so refreshing, actually, adding it into, you know, just into the zeitgeist and having people, you know, acknowledge what cosplay can be outside of it just being a very narrow thought of just, oh, you have to be this way, look this way, have this specific thing. Um, so it's, I, I think it's critical. And, and I love the fact that there are so many of you are not only actually, you know, great creatives in front of the camera, but great creatives uh, behind the camera. So actually, let me just speak a little bit to that, to those actually that are, you know, behind the camera, you know, what are, you know, when you, um, when you're going out into into cons and stuff like that, and you're wearing your hat as a as a photographer, um, what are the things actually that you try to make sure to seek out um, to to add to uh, you know the, the exposure into you know uh, making sure that there's representation across the board? Um, and actually, I'll start with 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 Quiva. Sorry, tried to unmute myself. Um, so I, I've actually never done photography at a con, but I have taken okay. photos of like cosplayers in general. Um, I mean, like for for me, like any person can be a specific character. So usually I just like the way that I based off like wanting to do photos for someone or doing stuff like that is just like, how cool can we make it? Like, what can we change with it to really make people when they see the photo believe that they're in that place because that's something that i kind of learned during covid when i couldn't go outside and start um compositing and doing stuff like that so it looks like i'm outside but i'm actually not outside um mm -hmm. so i started learning that and so like that's kind of what i look out for it's just like hey like how much can we convince people that we're actually in this place and stuff like that yeah no that's really and that's a really cool aesthetic actually chief geek what about you um you know as a photographer you know, it's crazy for me. It's like um, when I go to cons, I have no plans. When I'm a photographer, I just go and I try to create things. I love shooting with everybody. Like a lot of cosplay photographers, they're very selective. And, you know, they, they want to pick out their favorites or pick out the pretty ladies or pick out. I want to shoot with anybody who wants to shoot with me, period. And also, too, is I like I like sometimes just. The nerdy person, I know I can tell they're nervous or young. They just put on it and they're, they're intimidated because I remember how it was being extremely shy myself. I wasn't always bold. I was very, I've been introverted more of my life than I have been very outgoing. And so I like to be able to get on and have fun, play music, you know, uh, to inspire those individuals to come out of their shell and go and embody those characters. Because a lot of times, you know, they put so much effort and so much time and because they may not have the confidence, other photographers don't flock to them. So I want to make sure that they that their their cosplay, their time, and their effort is represent represented. And also, too, uh, sometimes I walk around just running and gunning, and mo a lot of times I'll just post up with my lights and everything, and I'll just put on live like, "Hey, I'm at this location. Come find me," and I'll just shoot anybody who's walking by. And so, because like I said, it, it's so much fun. Uh, seeing the smiles on people's faces create, and creating art. And that's one of the biggest joys I have and stuff is people are like, oh my God, that's actually me. Mm. Yeah. 
Anybody else actually that, that has done photography or been behind the camera, anybody else wants to join in by all means, actually, you know. No one? I'm kidding. I mean, other uh, than working as a photographer. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I haven't done no yeah. photography. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like if you're, if you're talking about like working with photographers, like I said again, for, for me working with Serious Photo, who's been my photographer for well over a decade, and he and I doing cosmic photo shoots. We uh, we the whole idea was you know to have it out of my house and having different cosplayers come from different directions or people that thought about cosplaying and we're like hey we're like like you know we're doing photos we're not looking to make any money you know and and we've been going strong for well over ten years and it's great now to see all these other great photographers getting together with, and doing cosplay photo shoots. You know, and inspiring other people that want to break into cosplay to get a chance to see what it's like first off to see themselves on camera and on, on you know, in the picture and all in the costume. I think that helps set the t trend and also it's a good way to know how to pose in the camera because photographers will sh give you direction, how to pose, how to hold a how to hold a pose, how to do an action pose and all. Those are important. You just don't want to walk in the costume and say, I'm wearing a Batman costume. Hi, everybody. I'm Batman. Take a picture of me. You know, you want to become Batman. When I when I cosplay as a character, I become that character. And I try to ins in inspire cosplayers to do that. Like, hey, man, do an action pose. Let me see you do an action pose. Or they'll bring a comic book and, like, pick out what your favorite pose is. And then we'll make that happen. My photographer would do his best. We have, I have a photographer that does outside photos. So we'll have her take her, like the cosplayers outside to do outside photos. And like I said, again, so it's it's great to be able to help inspire those cosplayers or people that are thinking about cosplaying, but they're kind of shy. But once they get in front of that camera, they embrace that camera. They start loving that camera. So, and my photographer is the most laid back, easy going, like, he's like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that and all. So it's great to be able to give them direction and to show them what it's like, you know, to be in front. So this way you get some of the most badass freaking shots that you will see a cosplayer do and i've seen a lot of great cosplayers like these great people here that you see on 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 the show right now I, yeah. all of them i've seen all their great pictures and all and i'm telling you top tier top tier here here that's right absolutely all right so now let's go on to something that's a little bit a little bit deeper a little bit actually more um you know, um, uh, I don't want to say actually, I don't want to say necessarily serious, but something actually that is still serious in itself is, you know, we've we've obviously been in the space now for a while, um, you know, all of us collectively. Um, do you guys feel that, um, do, you, do you feel welcome? Do you still feel a lot of pressure and a lot of uh, resistance with um, you, when you choose to cosplay, whether it is actually a, a character of color or whether it's a character that is not a traditional character of color? Do you still find that resistance? Do you still have those encounters and, and stuff like that? Or do, you, or do you think actually we've moved to a place where maybe there's a little bit more acceptance? I feel like people are only that bold on social media. In real life, at cons, nobody gonna come up to you and be like, you black, why are you cosplaying? <laughs> They're gonna celebrate the fact that you're there or not come up to you and ask for a picture, period. You know? Like, I haven't really had any experiences where I felt like somebody was being racist because of my cosplay. Knock on wood, it has not happened yet, but it may be different for women 
especially if your cosplays are like, you know, a little more suggestive. But like as of the past couple years, I really haven't had any issues like that. But that's just only me speaking for me, not everybody else. Okay. All right. And your experience is your experience. So yeah, actually, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I've only had one time when somebody tried to call me out. I was cosplaying um, Kerma, Kerma from um, from Naruto, the Ninetale Fox. And so I had the prosthetics. I was all painted orange and everything. And someone said I was orange facing, which I was like, that's a thing. Like, I'm really? And they're like, yeah, you can't orange face. I'm like, okay, I apologize for offending all the nice tail foxes out there. For, but it was, it was on Facebook. And I'm never on Facebook. And it was just a whole thread of people mad. Because I painted my face and my skin orange. Yeah. That was the only time I was like, come on, please tell me this is a joke. But no, they were serious. It was like all this hate stuff. So that was only one time, which yeah. I just laugh. I got thick skin. I'd be like, ah, I don't care. See me at a con. We could fight. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not impressed by keyboard warriors, and they never phased me, not one bit. Uh, listen, I've had people make comments on my size. They never, I never had to worry about the color thing too much because they know if I ever saw them in person, you know they get flattened. But I never had that issue. I just call them keyboard warriors and they keep it moving. If I don't like what they say, I just delete them. I don't, I don't, I don't invest a lot of time into someone that really has nothing to say when they see me in person. But they want to say, like you said earlier, Selena, keyboard warriors. All they're doing is typing. All I can do is delete and block and keep it moving. I never really run into that problem, and most of the time, my encounters outside when I've done Batman, when I've and I've done ten different variations of Batman and cosplay, didn't care. People were like, "Oh my god, can I get a picture with you?" Oh my god, you look. And I mean, you know, my size, I've gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight. So my size, I never were. I used to. Now I will say this: when I when I cosplayed, when I was wearing a white suit, this was some years back, and people were like. Oh, yeah, you know, you look like Kingpin. And I'm like, because the Daredevil movie, but Ben Affleck came out. I'm like, yo, why Why does a guy in a suit got to look like Kingpin? Because he's black. But then I decided, in the last couple of years, I decided, I'm a, I saw Vincent D'Onofrio's performance. I'm like, all right, I'm going to cosplay as, as Kingpin, and then I'm going to bring totally bring the character. Without a question, it's like one of my best cosplays. And I'm like, what the? And people are like, oh, my God. You know, they need to. And, I, and again, so I find it funny. You know, people... People on the internet are funny. I just find them hilarious. They need to have their own comedy show because, like you said, them going off on Paper Doll because, oh, I felt offended because she was orange. Oh, and, and oh, my God, I don't know if I want to get through the day. I felt so offended. Get a life. Get, grow up. You know, I just, I just kind of, I'm like, even hearing that, I, can you hear that? Can you imagine someone saying that? I felt very offended because you were orange. You know, that offends all the orange. I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just find it hilarious. I find them I mean, hilarious, you know? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Oompa Loompas out there. I mean, that that's, you know, you know Oompa yeah. Loompas are orange. They they might be offended. They might very I well be offended. I probably offended them. Yep. You probably <laughs> did. Maybe you shouldn't Oompa Loompa not do it. <laughs> 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 um, 
what about actually and I and and when I bring up this co this question also I think sometimes there's also microaggressions um which um I also sort of I think also plays into it like people will say if say for example you are dressed up like smoke you're dressed up as batman are you the black batman or <laughs> hey you're dressed up as like these you know these are comments that sometimes people make in passing when you're doing actually a certain character um and if you're not specifically like hey this is how the characters traditionally drawn and stuff like that. Have you ever encountered anything like that in the space? And 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 obviously, yes. A lot of times, it's over the internet. But with the microaggressions, I think it's a little bit more in person. Sometimes, will people will do it because they don't think to themselves it's offensive. Mm -hmm. um, but do you guys find that that still happens? Well, you know, it's funny. I recently did a couple of years back. I did a photo with a guy named Thomas, who white guy, no hair. He cosplayed as the 70s Luke Cage. I mean, Tierra, the whole nine. I was dressed as Batman. We did a picture, and like someone put up, this is how cosplay is all, what cosplay is all about. And he, again, love this cosplay. I wanted to, ton, to do tons of pictures. And people were like, can we get a picture with you guys? Just for the fact that he was doing Luke Cage. He wasn't doing him brown face. He was, and I mean, he, you know, he wasn't like in the best shape, but he was, he was doing Luke Cage. And I was just like, wow. I got to get a picture, and I'm doing Batman, and so when I, I again, when I get those accounts, I I don't hear Black Batman. They're like, "Hey, that's a good Batman," and that's why I try to tell kids. I'm like, "I've done Superman, you know. Oh man, I love your Superman. You do a good Superman." When I did Captain Marvel, I I, I remember doing Captain Marvel at Dragon Con, and people wanted to get pictures with me. And again, it wasn't that many of us at that then that was cosplaying. So. The fact that I was doing Captain Marvel and I did not hear one person say, you're the black Captain Marvel. Again, I, I, I just don't I don't think about these things. And like you said, the keyboard warriors, I just keep it moving. I don't even focus on the key. I don't focus on the internet stuff. You got. I tell anyone that comes into cosplay, if you're going to go into cosplay, you got to have a thick skin. You cannot be, you know, coming in there. If you, if you have a low self-esteem, then don't focus on being on the internet and showing off your stuff. Go cosplay and, and have fun. But if you're expecting to get praise on the internet and you have low self-esteem, don't do that to yourself. You're, 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 only, you're only committing Harry Carey on yourself. But I tell people all the time, don't focus on the internet. If you cosplay, cosplay because you want to cosplay and because you love cosplaying. You know? It shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks. You know? Yeah. One thing I, is, what I found is there will always be way more positive people out there than they are negative, especially in the cosplay community. I've always gotten way more praise, even on the internet, than I have for trolls, and that's definitely within person. And at the beginning of my cosplay career, the first person that made me not and inspired me not to even care about ignorant people like that, like who, who do the microaggressions or not unintentionally even do that, was a little boy. I was at Legoland doing it with uh, 501st Rebel Legion, and I was an Anakin Skywalker, and I was taking photos with a bunch of the kids, and one of the dads came up and was like, hey, that is an awesome Mace Windu. And I was just like, I, I just like, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing a, a high-profile a high you know, charity event, so I didn't say anything, but his son has like, no, dad, that's Anakin Skywalker. And I was just like, you know what? That's who I'm doing it for. I don't care about anybody else because one, not everybody thinks like me. So I understand sometimes people make mistakes, sometimes they're in, unintentional and sometimes intentional. But regardless, I'm not gonna let it get to me because that's not who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for the people who appreciate what I do. And for like like Smoke said, for all the trolls out there, 
You know, that's their own insecurity that they're projecting on other people. You know, if you're that that insecure where you want to, to attack a perfect stranger on their costume and creativity, which you have no talent, there's never anybody with any talent. I've never seen any content creator or someone who is actually good at what they do on social media trolling people. I have to this day never seen one person in the community trolling other people. It's always some other troll who has no life, who has nothing going on for themselves and want to take it out on other people. There is one microaggression and uh, it still happens. And I'm pretty sure a lot of women get this a lot when we're at cons or sometimes on the internet. They're like, oh, great cosplay. Your your boyfriend got you into comics or your boyfriend got you into anime. It's mm. actually... It's funny that you say that because I used to work at a comic book store and one of the questions that somebody had asked me at one point, somebody walked in and they were like, um, so like, do you know about this stuff or do you just work here? And I'm like, no, I totally just got this job because I don't know anything about comics. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely noticed that. It is like so annoying. Like it, it's like a secret club, secret boys club. And girls don't know about it until a boy brings them in. Like, what the hell? Like, I have a TV. Mm -hmm. I know about Marvel. I know about anime. Like, really? And then, and I'm like, no. I, what the hell? Do you see a boyfriend around? And then they try to do like quiz you on stuff. They're like, oh, well, who's this character <laughs> in One Piece? And I'm like, you're gonna assume I don't watch shonen. Yes, I watch anime, but I tend to watch like more of a horror genre or maybe i'm a magic girl magical girl kind of anime why are you trying to ask me shit that only you watch but if i bring up another anime they're like oh i don't know that are you sure that's a real anime let me look at my crunchy roll so yeah so, i i hate well, to it piggy so to piggyback off of that question actually you bring up actually a very good point so there is there's obviously that is 100 grade a gatekeeping that is a person yeah. should get a job get a, get a hat get the buckingham palace hat because obviously they, they they're good at that job so with gatekeeping and this is this is for the ladies actually on right now on, on the on the podcast is it <coughs> you, know, you find it's it's more difficult with those kind of examples, not only being actually a woman, but also a woman of color that you would be, you know, that you would have interest in science fiction and in comic books and in like, do you find actually that you get a lot of resistance in that regard? Oh, the gatekeeping. Oh, hell yeah. yeah like a lot. Well, okay. So my job, I'm a, I'm a network engineer. And so my office, I got a bunch of geek stuff in there. So I got like my keyboard, mouse pad, like little anime knickknacks on my desk. And so when people go into that office, I'm standing in there because it is my office. And they're like, oh, when does the um, the guy get back? Oh, he's into anime? Oh, that's what's up. But um, when, when does he get back? Are you his secretary? I'm like, no, I'm the engineer. Why does the engineer gotta be a male? And because you see anime, you're assuming it's also confirms it's a guy's desk. So I get it out in the real world with with normies. All all this like gate the whole gatekeeping and everything. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're good, uh, Selena. What yeah. about you? Do you see do you see that happening in in whether you're in a con or whether actually you're in your day to day life? So for me, um, not so much. 
Um, I'm a flight attendant, so I don't like have like a desk with like, you know, any like cosplay stuff or anything like that. Um, usually when I bring up the fact that I cosplay, people just ask me questions about like cosplay and comic cons and like where they can find comic cons, that kind of thing. It's not really so much like people trying to come at me from like a disrespectful angle. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And a lot of the fandoms that I like really, really appreciate are like a lot of fandoms that people know all about anyway. Like I'm a gigantic DC girl. So like people that like are team DC, like they know DC stuff. And like, then we have that thing that we can like bond over as opposed to them, you know, saying like, oh, you don't know anything. Like I went to um, San Diego Comic-Con last year for the first time. And when I saw they had like a whole DC like neighborhood in there, I was like hype and like everybody over there, guys, girls, whoever, like we all just came together, taking our pictures, like hyping each other up. Like it was like such a vibe and nobody was really like hating on anybody else. Nice. As it should be. As it, right, as it should be. It and you should, should actually, be. Yeah. you should be able to enjoy that, enjoy the things that actually you're spending your money, you're enjoying the things that make you happy. And ultimately yeah. that's that's the most important, important thing. Um, so let's go into more geeky stuff. Um, so um, if you had, the, if there was no, op, money was no object and you, and time was no object and you can actually put this together, what is on the tippy tippy top of your cosplay, I want to do this and just, you know, this is, this is my bucket list cosplay. And I want to actually, I want everybody to get a chance to go ahead and throw throw their name in and say, hey, this is the one cosplay I haven't done yet. But if I could, and if money was not an object, and if I could actually, you know, and and and, and talent and skill and 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 time wasn't an issue, I would get it done. What is that cosplay? For me, it's Darth Malgus. It's like okay. when I saw the Old Republic trailer come out. Oh, like and for for a while for for me with Star Wars, I was just very I still always loved Star Wars, but there hadn't been any new content besides the Clone Wars cartoons in a while. But when I saw that trailer, because I'm also a gamer too, but when I saw that trailer for Old Republic and Darth Malgus stepped out, I was like, Oh, that is that that is going to happen. That is not just money, is it that's I don't care how it's gonna happen eventually. I just have to put myself in a mindset to actually do it. But that is my Top tier, gotta have it, gonna do it one day, uh, cosplay for sure. Awesome. Smoke, I'm not gonna ask you. I think you've done all of them. And then there's stuff I'm working on right now, but I, I'm gonna bounce off a of chief real quick. Speaking of Star Wars, I will say this I am, I am working on one costume, particularly Star Wars related, that. Again, uh, uh, I'm a gamer as well. <laughs> Basically, from from uh, Old Republic, that inspired me when I had hair. That tells you how long it's, I've been working on this particular cosplay. I've been wanting to do this character because I'm like, oh, I look like this character. I'm totally going to do him. And I got the armor. I've been working on armor for the last five years. But because I know with Star Wars, certain particulars, I want to make sure I look as authentic as I can. Without you know wanting to join any groups or anything, I just wanted to make sure I looked the part. I mean, I just finished doing Wrecker from the Bad Patch, and people were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" So 
the thing is, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to definitely do this. I had to get the right wig for it because now I don't have hair and all this stuff. But I will say this. I am currently working on, I don't know if you guys can see it, a Ralph McClory uh, Vader. So this has been a, another ongoing project of mine. I don't know if you can see it, but this has been something that I've been working on for quite some time and everything else. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, Rob McClory, everyone has done Vader. I wanted to do Rob McClory, the first design of uh, Vader. And it's not like you said, it's not about money. It's just a matter of making the time. I retire within, I got two more years. I work at Homeland Security. I got two more, two and a half more years of retirement. And you can best believe when I retire, whoo, oh, oh my God. I'm going to be, oh, so yeah, yeah. But like I said, that that one that one armor piece I'm working on for Star Wars besides Vader, it's it's gonna manifest. It's gonna come to to life. And you'll chief, you'll know what I'm talking about. And you kind of know who I'm talking about. But it's gonna manifest. I'm just I just want to make it right. I got almost I'm almost done. And this was by hand, painted, sculpted the whole nine. I had to reach out to the right people to get the right kind of neck. You would not believe I, I put love and, and, and time into this armor. So yeah, yeah, that's one of those. I'm gonna make this happen. So yeah. <laughs> All right, anime. It's on you. What you got, man? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I don't be having like no crazy. Cause like all the characters I want to cosplay, like their costumes aren't that super in depth. I feel like just because. I usually be trying to cosplay people close to my size. So, you know, it's, I feel like usually a lot of the taller, like bigger characters have like the more complicated cosplays. But I know that too, that I really wanted to do, like if I had a lot of like resources to make it as good as possible, um, definitely be Carnage uh, from Spider-Man. I always wanted to do a Carnage. I thought that would be like dope to try to recreate like his symbiote tentacles and all that good stuff, especially the mask. Uh, and the teeth, and then I always wanted to do a uh, Kid Boo uh, from Dragon Ball Z. I think that would be fire because I did see one of my friends. Uh, he's a cosplayer. He did a uh, uh, Super Boo, and you know he really killed it. Like he really like had even made the ears kind of look like the real ears. So I thought it would be really cool if I could maybe like do something like that one day. Um, but you know, hopefully we get there because you know these cosplays are expensive, man. I'll be like, man, here we go. Like you know, what I mean? every time I be getting ready to get a new one, I'll be like. You know what I mean, like, I'd be like, man, I just need to go to the Amazon warehouse and get it from the back, you know, <laughs> back of the shelf. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, All right, uh, amazing T. What what what's what's yours? Man, um, I've been thinking about it since you asked the question. <laughs> There's so many big ones. Um, I'm working on one right now, uh, myself and a, a, another cosplayer friend of mine overseas. I actually just sent the uh, cosplay out to him, and that's one of them. But and it's been going on for a couple of years now, probably three years. This cosplay isn't finished. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cyborg. Um, it kind of morphed a few times. I think that's why. Um, but what I really want to do is something that feels larger than life, like something where you have no idea it's me in, 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 in the costume. It had to be some kind of giant armor where I'm on stilts. Maybe if something like a transformer would be something like that would want to do. Maybe like Optimus Prime. Nice, nice. You know? 
Yes, Smoke, I know you've done Alchemist Prime before. And Megatron. That's, that's the reason why I said, I said, Smoke, this question ain't for you. Man. Get, just move on this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Optimus would be a really cool one. Um, Paper Doll. Remember, I mean, and I, I didn't put this caveat in there. I just want to throw this in there. <laughs> Not that I'm saying that that any that you can't cosplay regardless of your shape, regardless of your age. That's not it. But in this budget, this unlimited budget, you also do have a budget actually for like what they do with the Marvel movies where you got a personal trainer. You can get yourself all cut up. All of that is included. What is the cosplay? Damn. So this was, I think it came out maybe 2022 or 20. Yeah, I think around that time. If y'all ever watch on Netflix, um, it's like love, death, and robots. Yes. The one with the the all gold. I've seen that episode way too many damn times. Probably like <laughs> 20, 30. And I just, it's just so beautiful to me. And I already mm. know the perfect spot where to shoot at. Where it's got like a nice little pond. It's not too deep, so I don't drown. And the waterfall. And it was like, I really want to shoot there. But every time I'm working on the cosplay, it I'm giving uh, I don't know. It, it it's 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 horrible. What is it? I'm looking at like C3PO, just gold, mm -hmm. stiff, heavy. Like it's I might be naming the wrong character, I don't know. But it's it's horrible. So if I could hire somebody to make the perfect combination of body paint, jewels, the contacts, and I have all the budgets, I just want a certain look and not so heavy and clunky because that's how it looks. It's just I I, I can't yeah, you, get the costume right. Paper doll, you you want to be able to walk and go to the bathroom, right? I mean, I I would hope. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, maybe not. Maybe actually, you just yeah. want a whole mess of gold on you at all times. I mean, that could be it too. Yeah, it, it's like it's got to be perfect. But the the bodysuit and I stitched on hand stitched on jewels and everything, but it was just so heavy and it was just not giving the look. And I was like, okay, this is hideous. And then I like gave in and I ordered on mid costumes. And then that one was just as ugly. And I was like, ugh, maybe I should just do body paints and have somebody glue gems. That's a lot of work just to get the photo. But I really would love to wear it to a con, but that is the dream cosplay is to do that um, from Love, Death, and Robots, Jabaro. All right, all right. Can, can I add one? Oh, oh, okay. Since you mentioned that whole... Uh... <laughs> Getting cut up and everything, and uh, I would want to do old school Lionel from the Thundercats. Ooh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, where, where where the pieces aren't like spandex, but actually look like you know different textures and whatnot. As far as the <laughs> outfit that he does wear, uh, full on wig, the sword of omens, claw shield. Now uh, this might get me in trouble if I get. Myself painted orange though, but I would have to do controversial. Yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> controversy, controversy, <laughs> Kenneth. All right, come on, Kenneth. You know, he said Lino. He said Lino. <laughs> correct. I, I don't know if you saw me when I, I reached behind me when you mentioned the question and I grabbed it and I brought it down. So I was going to go with Blue Marvel in, in this particular look. 
Right. Yes, you because should do it's it. The, it's the suit, it's the coat, it's the everything. And it's, I'm, this is going to be expensive. So I put this one up here. But <laughs> if I don't have a, if I have an unlimited budget and I'm going big, I don't know if anybody's a gamer or played Gears of War. Yep. A, a coal train. If I can get a coal oh, train oh. with the Lancer and the lights and the cog, I, and the, I actually, I actually have the armor. Yeah, I actually that's... do. I actually, I actually was part of the Gears of War three uh, premiere and all, and I own and I have both Lancers. The the one with the yeah, I'm a big yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes yeah. One that I would break the bank on. I would I would. <laughs> We eating peanut butter and jelly for the next two months. <laughs> ramen, yeah, Ra straight ramen. That's the one I would break the. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw in one other, one other, uh, one other character I want to do. I want to do an, another version. I've done it years ago. Warhammer 40k, uh, Space Marine. That's another one I want to. I did, I did the Chaos Marine years ago. I want to, and especially now that you got Henry Cavill going to Amazon, I would love to be on set. As a space marine, without a question, in that armor. Yeah. All right, Selena, you got you got you, the budget is unlimited. You got you get you 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 got a personal trainer. All the stuff you 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 could pick whatever you want. I mean, I don't know that I need a trainer for this one. I need somebody who can just custom make the crap out of this cosplay. I have envisioned myself as the Pink Power Ranger since like a little girl. Mighty Morphin, Pink Power Ranger. Like, if I could get a custom helmet, custom suit, a motorcycle to match, and I don't know how to ride, but I've <laughs> that cosplay, like, that would be good. I was going to say, I can help you with all that. And then you said motorcycle. I was like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Selena, <laughs> your, lim your, your budget is unlimited. You want to work in also a, a, a Dragon Zord in there, whatever. You can. <laughs> 100%. That could be in the budget. Right. It could be a <laughs> just with my cosplay. <laughs> exactly. Just roll into town that way. All right. Quiva, what you got? Um, so I, I, I love doing like cosplays that are not necessarily just like girls. Like I like doing like male cosplays. I like doing like ones where people don't even recognize me at all. Um, I've cosplayed like mole from lost city of Atlantis <laughs> and people had no idea who I was. Um, so I, I've always wanted to do the iron giant and C3PO. Um, because I think that they would just be really cool. And also sometimes it's nice to walk around a con and people just like, you know, love, like they're paying attention to your costume and everything. And I really, I really appreciate whenever people like content, like uh, compliment, like work like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think actually on that same page, mine, mine would be, it's a toss up between actually one would be Goliath from Gargoyles with articulated wings, <laughs> like, all the like the whole nine yards like everything you know um you know i just have to work on that a little bit more base so i can get that keith david base just you know just like some of that hair extensions the whole nine yards um <laughs> but the other one actually um uh um uh, from full metal alchemist uh, especially because of my height i want to have one of my friends who's shorter than me um, and we be, you know, exactly. Like, that's what I want. I want to, that's what I want to do is that if I can Alphonse. get that actually, yeah, yeah exactly. Alphonse, if I, I if yep. I, I'd be, I'd be good to go. I'll be amazing. That'll be amazing. If I, if though, no, and I want a, like, not, 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 
not giving anything to sort of people who who are foam crafts or foam smiths. I'm talking about actually like a you know like a um, what's that material that they resin. Yeah, like exactly like that, like the Iron Man suit type of thing. Yeah. that would be top tier. And for Goliath again, fully articulate, you know, wings. Where that way, when I'm walking in a con, I'm not whacking into everybody. It's, it's yeah. I was gonna say it's not easy. Trust me. Take it from me. It is not easy. Oh, <laughs> I. Fans, woo! Oh, I've seen it. I've whenever I see anybody that has, it's, you know, I'm in Atlanta, so it, you know, I go to DragonCon every year, and when I see people who come in from from outside of Atlanta with these huge builds, I'm always in awe. I'm like, first of all, how are you traveling with all this stuff? Like, how are you? Like, what exactly are you bringing with you? Because then what they do is that they'll go ahead, and if it's a big build, they'll just park it in, in one part of the convention, on the convention floor, and that's where they'll stay the entire time. And I'm just like, it's it's amazing stuff what they've done, but at the same time, I'm always like, how do you how did you get it here? Like how did you how how did you logistically get it here? Yeah, uh, sure. Maybe they there's a in that spot. Maybe there's a service out there somewhere. Maybe actually somebody needs to create some kind of courier service that brings your cosplays to the con you're going to for you. <clears throat> that would be amazing. It had to be a big van. It would have to be a really big van. True. But it would be a fleet of vans. Like, 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 like work with me here, guys. It would be a fleet of vans, and that's their only purpose. Is that you go ahead and you hire them and they take your 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 stuff. You better, you better get the copyrights on that right now because you know someone is watching right now, getting that idea, writing it on paper. I, I'm being honest. When we did Star Wars Celebration Orlando and Star Wars Celebration Chicago, there was actually guys who had vans who they would we give them our armor and they we just pay them the transport and we just picked it up at the con and then they took it back to California for us and stuff. Oh nice. So, okay. That's not, oh that's nice. Oh and they and they made they made enough to cover their hotel room, to cover the driving expense and everything. And they were already truck drivers and so it was like it was Oh nice. wow. <laughs> well there you go. There it then it exists. It's awesome. Then we just have to look them up. So if if anybody knows actually anybody who's watching knows it, you know you know, hook us up. Tell us where to find these services so we can go ahead and actually utilize them. I don't, I don't utilize them a lot because I wouldn't use them because a lot of my stuff is spandex. So much spandex. <laughs> so so much. <laughs> um, well, great guys. So, uh, you know, um, just one last question, actually, so we can go ahead and actually wrap up for the evening. Um, tell me a little bit about. You know when it you know when it comes to your craft and your and your uh, what's your process in 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 putting something together from conception of hey this is a character I want to pick all the way through to hey this is the execution whether it's you, you you're you're you know building it whether you're buying it whether you're you know sewing it like what's what's usually your process with that how does that look like for you guys. Um, I know, at least for me, like, uh, depending on what I'm doing, like, depending on if it's a video or if it's a cosplay, they're kind of similar in different ways. But, um, when it comes to cosplay, most of the time when I like pick a character, I'll be super excited about it and I'll start drawing out the design myself and then I'll break down like the character's like design into what would be useful, uh, for me to actually make it and build it. Um, so right next to it, like, uh, like, 
foam or your uh, warbler or do stuff like that so I can see it. And then I'll start building it and then doing all that stuff. So For me, it would be depend on the character, who I want to do. Um, if it's a character that I can see myself doing. If it's something that I can't make, I reach out to those prop makers or what have you and ask them to do the bare minimum. This way I can make sure they get credited, but I also put the work in myself. A lot of times I'm really good when it comes to detailing. Now, if it's a group cosplay, one of the, one of my, one of my um, favorite cosplay, group cosplays I've ever done, never thought I could pull it off, was able to pull it off, was doing Gotcha Man, a.k.a. Battle of the Planets. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, 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 no, Smoke, that's enough. You've done enough. You've done enough, Smoke. I need you to calm down. You've done enough. <laughs> we did the whole entire group, and I'm talking about all people of color as every one of the characters from Gotcha Man, and to pull that off, and it, this was three years in the making. From my, you know, my wife, you had Wendell, Scorpion uh, cosplay. You had uh, B-Wild cosplay. You had my boy Requiem. And the five of us were able to modify and do the whole group. Um, yeah, and it, and again, I haven't seen any other. I would love to see other people do it, but for us as people of color to do it, yeah, that was spoken volumes. But for me, like I said, if it's a costume that I know is a top tier, something that, I, like you said, a big costume and all, I pull in my resources, the people I know, uh, the materials I need to get, the conception, whether, like you said, uh, earlier like like you know you you know draw out what you want to do what kind of materials you need you know if it's a if it's a if it's like optimus prime how big do i want to go how am i going to break it down when i go to a con how am i going to have am i going to need assistance i think one of the biggest things i did was thanos and that was a nine foot tall thanos and i had four to five people helping me suit up as thanos and that you know and i had a friend of mine who made part of the costume all the way out in Canada, he had to send it to me, so I had to pay that off, and then I had to get the gauntlet made, and this thing was bigger than life. So it's all a matter of process, and you know, once I'm in costume, who's going to take the pictures? Make sure we get enough pictures. Make sure we get enough video, because I may not only be able to wear this once or twice, and then it's going to be sitting retired, because unless I'm doing a premiere or something, so it's it all weighs out. And also, you got to think about how often am I going to wear this costume, where am I going to be able to wear it at? And what are the cons that are coming up that I can wear it where I won't need help to get into the costume and then someone else can take pictures? These are the things that always go through my head. And I got costumes that, like for the first time, I had a dark, a dark side costume. I waited two years to meet Ray Porter, who played, who was the voice of Dark Side, just to go have my wife and another friend of mine help me suit up, walk on the con floor. It's all on video. And... He went bananas over it, and he's sending it to Zack Snyder and and Ray and Ray and and I'm just kind of like wow. And so these are the things that you got to think about when you're cosplaying the character. You want to be able to feel comfortable where you can walk around on the floor, where you can put it on sometimes yourself because you might not always have someone to back your play or an assistant. You want to make sure that the photographers are around enough to see you in costume because you can't carry your cell phone and everything else on you, and also. If that costume is got pockets and all this stuff, these are the things that go through my head. I've been doing this stuff for years as a cosplayer. The the, the trials and tribulations of wanting to, to look your best as a as a character, but there's a price to pay. There's a price to play, you know. So 
you know, like I said again, um, and I'm going to answer this question because it looks like Chris asked me a question. How did it feel to be on uh, stage at Times Square? Uh, I was fortunate enough myself and Hans Von Cosplay uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, we got the chance to be a part of the black carpet event for Black Adam. I got a chance to do some promos with Dwayne Johnson, who I've known back and forth for years through our wrestling career. And also get a chance to meet the entire cast as well as do a lot of performance for time in the heart of Times Square on stage with thousands of people. You would think it was New Year's Eve, the way it was rocking that. And it was mind-blowing. It was a mind-blowing experience as a cosplayer. I've had a lot of great moments, but that was without a doubt one of my top-tier moments as a cosplayer, especially dressed as Black Adam in full gala as Black Adam. So, yeah, it, it was it was amazing. It was incredible. That's awesome. All right, Kenneth, what's your process when you, you know, from concept all the way to execution? From from concept, is it's got to be a character that I can identify with. Something about right. their personality, something about their story, something about them. Because like Smoke was saying is once I get into character, I have to be that character. I need to know their mannerisms. I need to know how they move. I need to know how they talk, how they carry themselves. Because I'm so fearful that somebody's going to walk up and be like, shake my hand in character. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> make, sure, make, sure <laughs> make sure I got that squared away, right? Um, once, once I know what character I'm going to do, then it's basically what's my budget? What's my time look like? And what is my personal skill set? Because once again, I've only been at this. I'm starting my fourth year. So I've picked up some EVA foam stuff. I just got an airbrush machine. I can sew a little bit with a sewing machine. So I'm slowly starting to add pieces to my toolbox. So where my Killmonger cosplay, I got directly from Parallel Life Studios and the guys over there. When it came two years later for my bishop, I said, okay, do the suit. I'm going to do the armor and the cape and the boots and the gun. So I'm slowly starting to add my own pieces to it. Um, and it's going to be pretty much the same way with the big one that I'm doing this year. They're doing a piece and then I'm doing the piece and kind of working together. I don't so much get caught up in the fact that I may not be able to get on someone's stage because I haven't done so much of it myself. But once again, I'm only four years into this. Right. Give me some time to work on my craft a little bit. And I'm OK with. At first, I had bought a 3D printer and I was like, I'm going to be a 3D printer. And then I was like, "Ooh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm giving my 3D printer away. I like I donated to a, a a club, a kids club that was doing 3D printing and starting. So I just donated. I was like, that's not going to be my thing. Awesome. I'm not going to be programming and have five different machines and I got to sand and paint and no, I'm not doing that. I was like, EVA foam. I could I could probably tinker with some EVA foam. Am I ever going to be good enough with a sewing machine to do the four way stretch spandex? Nope, I got people for that, right? But I can do some prop making. I can do some guns. I can do some lights. I can do this. I can do that. Um, so I'm really kind of, I think my focus is going to be EVA foam, getting that really down and nice and neat because some people are so good at it that you don't see any seams and it's just flawless, right? So I want to work on that. I want to work on my sewing skills and I want to work on my airbrush painting skills. Other than that, once again, it's budget and I don't, I don't have the time to do as much as I want to. So I'll just like Smoke said, I have resources. There are people on Etsy who are do leather work, and there are people who do um, even my Killmonger, my sword, 
and my shield came from Etsy. My helmet came from Gata Props, and the suit came from overseas, right? Um, so I have no problem leaning on other people and making sure they all get their credit and, and coming up with the look that I want to have. I, I think I typically do two suits that I make solely myself, and then I do one suit that I need some help with a year. Nice. All right. Selena. Okay, so I would say what nobody wants to hear. I am the most last-minute cosplayer. <laughs> I will have a list of cosplays that I want to do, and I'll have a list of cons I want to go to, but things don't always happen the way you want them to happen. So whoa, 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 hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying you procrastinate? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't. I'm not familiar with this with this concept. <laughs> As a cosplayer, I don't know what you mean. Procrastinate? How dare you? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it also depends on the time of year. Because if it's cold, Catwoman, Black Cat, fully covered cosplays in the summer, that's when I thrive. It's half naked shit. So easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That is not fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll have my list and I have things I want to get to, but it's really like in those weeks leading up to a con that it's like crunch time and I'm like, okay, let me make sure I have everything packed so I don't forget anything, you know. Let me get my shoes ready, like this and that. But yeah, I'm not the person who knows like in January what I'm cosplaying in July. Like I cannot plan that far ahead, so... <laughs> Let me let me ask you this, Selena. Do you do you enjoy yourself when you're there at the con and when you're in, in your character? Oh, absolutely. Like I live for going to a con and just meeting strangers and just chopping it up with everybody. Like I don't have to go to any panels. Like I would be perfectly happy just talking to people because I will run my mouth, like period. So that is like just one of the most fun parts of it. And then of course when somebody sees your cosplay and they don't get it wrong, they know exactly who you are. Like that's just everything. That's it right there. Then you know what you found your joy. That's, that's the most, forget everything else. That's the most important thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing T what's your, what's, what's the process? Tell walk me through what, 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 what are you thinking? What is, how are the wheels turning? You know, it's funny. A lot of the guys have just have already said was a lot about, um, their processes, which mine is very much like as far as the planning, you know, what is what my resources are, uh, how much money can I put into this? How much time do I have? It kind of depends on the cosplay as well. You know, if it's a spandex thing, I can probably do most of it myself. But if it's going to be something that needs, you know, leather pieces or, you know, foam work, because I do very little foam work, then I'm going to have to, you know, reach out, reach out to somebody to help me out with it. You know, at least give me the raw parts that I can, you know, paint and do it whatever else with it myself. Um, typically, I would say uh, as of late, uh, when I plan a cosplay, it's usually based around, okay, what character can I do that uh, the kids at this hospital are gonna immediately recognize and find joy when they see it? Um, so I, I might start there, you know, right now. And then I go from that, from there. And I never care about if I, if if I'm the race of the character, actually, I've never cared about that. Um, I just do the character. And usually it's somebody who I can relate to in some uh, form or fashion. Yeah. Oh, cool. Chief, 
All right. A lot about uh, my process is very similar to a lot of them, but um, of course, like back in the day, there was it wasn't cosplay wasn't a big industry where you could just Google a costume and just start <laughs> from there. So yeah. a lot of times for me, like a lot of my big ones, it's the same thing. I have to source out this, like especially like my Boba Fett, my arena, my Black Arena Boba Fett. That one is an incredibly expensive, long process, and I'm still tweaking it to this literally spread across my counter and repainting a lot of stuff. Um, but usually because I am my ADHD, I can't, it's hard for me to do a slow build. I have to wait till I get every single part that I've ordered that where I can know once I get going, once I find the motivation to get going, that when I'm done painting that last piece or putting my clear coat on, that is actually done. Uh, my simpler one is uh, first thing I do is I research when it's non-Star Wars. All my Star Wars ones, I have to make <coughs> as accurate as possible. That's just me. Even if I don't submit it to the Rebel Legion or Final First, Mandatory Merch, I still want my Star Wars costume as screen accurate as possible. Everything else, I just want it to look good because it's more likely it's just going to be for a charity event or for a con. So I'll just go on Google. <laughs> I'll look and see if another company actually makes as much of the costume as possible like especially like my Captain Americas, my Wolverines and stuff, you know, a lot of those white shoe leather and all those other companies, if they make it, I know like, okay, this is what I'm going to like. It's, it's relatively inexpensive and I can wear it a few times and enjoy it and then bring it out the closet I want. I go ahead and just buy it because it saves me peace and time because there's a lot of other people who can do it. Because like if I want to do my own Captain America suit myself, it would cost me more than what the people in Pakistan can do, just getting the supplies and let, and let alone the labor and then all the, and the research and stuff. So I let other people do it. And also like what Kenneth said and smoke, I don't mind paying other people because they're part of our community. So I'm also, you know, having other people, you know, sometimes for props and parts and stuff like that. And because hey, me as a photographer, I like when people hire me. So it's the same thing where I like to actually sometimes support other people so I can save my time and on gaming instead of trying to work in hours and doing research and stuff. Some people enjoy it. I don't always. A lot of times I don't want to. I'd rather just pay. But then if it's not a resource out there, then I just do it myself. Yeah. All right. And Paper Dow, what's, uh, what, what's your process? My process, definitely characters I can relate to. Like I... I can't do characters that are like very timid or shy because I'm not shy. Like I, I can talk to strangers and walk up. I really enjoyed being Himiko Toga for a while. Like I was like, okay, I need to retire this cosplay doing so many different versions. And so it's like, first I got to be able to relate to the character. And I like going on Google and looking at fan art because it's like, I have an idea in my head and I look at different fan arts and different versions of the character that like really just grasp my attention and inspire me. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to do this version, but mix it with this and put that together. So then when I'm, I'm kind of like sketching out the costume. And so, yes, I can sew. I'm not that good with the whole Eva foam, foam and builds and stuff. I try, but a lot of stuff just comes out like needs to be burned with fire. Like it doesn't come <laughs> out good. I specialize in just doing wigs. So I got a whole beauty supply store in the basement where it's different cosplays in the wigs and I'm gluing it together and spraying and I like designing cosplay wigs. So that's more my thing. And then I do like a couple of sewing. So once I get like the outfit together, 
I may hit up some people that I know how to do 3D printing because it, it, I'm glad that we have like a big community. You could reach out to different talents, kind of like, you know, um, Captain Planet. Like, hey, with your powers, <laughs> <laughs> let our powers we combine. All come together. <laughs> so then, boom, I got like, like I, um, I was so happy when I had someone, um, I forgot what his name is. I feel so bad. Helps me make um, Kid Chi-Chi because I was like, I really want to do this. It's like so fun and exciting. I can run around. And it was because of the helmet. I was so obsessed with it. That's why I just want to wear the Kid Chi-Chi helmet and just like run around. And that was like one of my favorite cosplays, which I wore to KatsuCon in February with the snow being <laughs> naked when I should have just kind of waited till the summer cons. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just so pressed to wear it. So... Just like Selena, I kind of do more of the winter Zentai suits and try to work and get armor to kind of put onto the Zentai suits to kind of like beef it up and give it a little more movement. And in the summertime, yeah, we, we outside and we naked. So, <laughs> but the wigs be on point. They dumb, dumb things don't move. Perfect for the costume. So, so I know who's gonna make my Goliath wig now. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate yep. that. You go hook me up. Hopefully, it's got a nice little quaff going. That's the important thing: is that it has a nice little slope, if you will. That's that's what I'm hoping for at the very oh, yeah, least. What, what 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 when I find when I finally find that 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 tr sunken treasure somewhere that has all my money for me to go ahead and actually build my humongous cosplay build. You're the first person I'm calling to, to get that that to get my hair on point. The I got black. you. Lack of follicles there. It's gonna be fried, dyed, and laid to the side. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. All right, so just one last question for you guys. Please share with because this is broadcasted on YouTube. It's gonna be available. Please let us know where we can find you. Hold on, I don't think I get my process. Oh, oh shoot! Anime. I'm sorry, anime. My bad. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I jumped the gun. Yes. No, it's all good, man. It's I've been a little quiet over here. It's just no pressure, man. Um, but nah, real quick, I just wanted to say, like, I'm an Amazon warrior for sure. So, like, <laughs> yes. I mean, like, so for sure, like, if I can't find it on Amazon, I'm going on AliExpress. Um, AliExpress is pretty good too. They just take a little longer. Um, and you know, like I said, mostly I just try to pick characters that I feel like relate to my build at most uh but i just try to for lack of better words blackify the nonsense out of the costume so like if you've seen a lot of my costumes like i'm wearing tims i'm wearing grills i'm wearing rings i'm wearing chains like um i'm just trying to make it as like gangsta as possible that's just my aesthetic because where i'm from but i that's just how i feel like i just feel like i gotta make it as like the like i just try to make it like more of myself you feel me so like star wars i'm wearing tims like i'm wearing like scullies with the spider-man mask like that's just how i do it with, with my costumes and then like i don't like wearing wigs like paper doll I'll tell you i'll dye my hair i use the the fake dye the color so like i'll put that in my hair and like you know try to sauce it up like that but yeah that's all i try to do i just try to make it as like you know eccentric as possible but like like credit to my where i'm from because you know i'm from jersey so i try to make it like as city as possible, you feel me? So that's really it. Mm -hmm. 
That's that's cool, man. That's and that's that's the, the amazing thing about cosplay is you could add your aesthetic, you could add your style to it, you could add your your own stamp on it. That's that's really the best part of it. Um, so I am I apologize again, anime. I completely nah, railroad. So uh, my last question is actually where where can we find you on social media? Now is the time to plug your social media, and if you want to, if you have actually a con that you're attending or anything like that, then anybody who is actually because there's a couple of people that joined the chat and they were like, "Man, I want to meet these people. These people are amazing. They look, they sound dope. They look dope. I'm looking at their Instagram. They look like they got they got it all going on and got it together." Where can we find you? And I'm actually going to start actually in order from 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 where I am on my screen right here with Paper Doll, and then go from there. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at love underscore Paper Doll, which is L O B E underscore Paper Doll. Nice. Any cons you're going to coming up? Any cons you're excited about? Ooh, you don't have to uh, share. It. If you don't want to share it, that's fine. But. I will be at KatsuCon since it's 10 minutes from the house and my son really wants to go. He's like, we got to do a family group Juju Kaisen cosplay group. And I'm like, okay, yay, me and a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> so it'll be fun because he has a whole anime club he started up in school. So I'm like, oh, my baby's a nerd. I love it. Yes. So I'll be at Katsu, Awesome Con. Um, Dream Con, Blur Con, and that, that's what I know so far. But I make sure I post it on my page because sometimes, actually, I got a whole vision board to remind me because I'm like, is something supposed to be coming up? Oh, and I want to check out Momo Con and Dragon Con because I keep hearing about it. I need to come to Atlanta. I'm located in DC where it's a, it's a little nippy outside, but I need to come outside and be in Atlanta. I wish I could change my screen to the Homer Simpson meme where it's just him and Bart on the couch, hit, patting the couch saying, come join us and looking like straight eerie. Cause that's what I tell everybody about Dragon Con. Please, if you've never been to Dragon Con, it is an experience. And I, and I will say, actually, I know sometimes people are like, well, it's fairly overwhelming. There's a lot of people. There's an experience for everyone at Dragon Con. If you are just, if you just want to spend your entire weekend in in the gaming room there is something for that if you want to go to panels there's something for that if you want to basically <clears throat> like if you're a partier and you just want to get completely and totally wrecked there is a con there there's something for that as well so i and i, I, I encourage that game rooms and panels i'm, I'm telling you i'll be the person in the panels and in the front row like oh okay i have to get my program i love going to panels and then i'm in the Join game room. Us. Join us. <laughs> Smoke. All right. What you got, Smoke? Where can we find okay. you? So you can find me on Instagram, the Smoke 007. You can find me on YouTube, the Smoke 007. You can follow my Orville fan series, uh, Planetary Steph, which is hailed by Stephanie Frollin. Um, also, I, you can follow me on X, uh, the Smoke, Triple Zero, TikTok. Eric the Smoke Moran. And if you can't remember all that, just Google Eric the Smoke Moran and a whole bunch of stuff will come up. Um, I will be also, like Paper Doll, I will be making announcements when I'll be appearing at certain cons and all because there's so many cons. And I'm like, well, I may go to this one. Well, I may not go to this one. So I'd rather just surprise everyone, just jump in and 
jump in the costume and just do it on the spur on the fly. Um, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Dragon Con. I'm working on that. I haven't been to Dragon Con since 2012, so it's been a minute. But uh, I, had a frog in my I had a frog in my throat. It was, I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to get a shout out to my boy Vlad, uh, who's been back and forth on supporting us and all on the on the show tonight. Uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Johnny B. Props. Uh, this Mark De Silvia who helped design my costume. Same with Johnny B. Uh, serious photo and everyone who's ever supported and shown the love from cosplayers to photographers to prop makers. Thank you all for all the con people that have had me as a guest for their cons and had me as cosplay director. Thank you. I appreciate it. Most much, much love. And to all the artists out there who have done awesome artwork of me, as well as to the artists who bought me into comic books. Thank you. And also DC comics for making me an official DC comic book character, which is always the bomb. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> All right, chief. Where can we find you, Chief? All right. So Chief Geek Photography on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, uh, also on YouTube. I don't post as much as I should on YouTube, but I'm also there too. But the main platform for me, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, also, too, for cons-wise, my next big one that I'm coming up to is WonderCon. I actually plan on going to all the cons in SoCal, uh, all the anime and uh Cosplay cons in California. This next is starting from WonderCon, so that's that's a plan as of now. If it changes, I'll say something. But if anybody wants to meet me there, I'm also a staff photographer for San Diego Comic Con, um, so I'm all that's I'm always there. It's one of my favorite cons. Been going there since '93. Um, but I did want to say this for anybody who's watching who who once again is cosplay, once again in photography, you know, do it. It's an, it's an amazing thing, and stay away from the drama. Keep it as positive possible, because if you keep it positive, it's gonna stay fun. You stay, you keep, stay around the people who are positive. You're gonna continue having fun, and it's gonna, and it's gonna grow in you so much where you never want to give it up. That's one thing. Is that if I, if drama finds me, I just see myself the other way, and I say, and if I have to roll by myself and do my own thing, I'll do my own thing. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to make it out to Dragon Con this year. Cause literally one of my best friends who I joined the Navy with has like, he has a condo like five minutes from downtown Atlanta. So yeah, cause it's kind of, cause I've been crashing there. I wasn't planning on going, but I'm definitely going to Dragon Con is one of my favorite cons. And like every, all the other brothers said, it's an amazing time. You definitely should go. And I spend most of my time outside. I just party outside the whole time, wherever the music is, that's usually where you'll find me. Chief, you remember uh, the um, Dave Chappelle uh, when he was uh, the, the Charlie Murphy? Yeah, <laughs> you remember Rick actually. Dave's one of my costumes doing this year. <laughs> you, 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 there's that. There's a one scene with Chappelle doing this. Yeah. <laughs> as 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 that's what I'm doing to you right now. That's that's what's going on. It's yeah. me telling you come over. All right, <laughs> Kenneth, tell us tell us where we can find you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um. Can let you mail underscore cosplay. It's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, same name, right? So if you're looking for me, you'll find me under there. Um, cons coming up. I'm a Midwest guy. I'm in Michigan, so I try my best because of cosplays and costumes and traveling with stuff to drive to my cons. So mm -hmm. 
Dragon Con, most definitely. You'll see me there again this year. This will be my fourth year at Dragon Con. Um, if you've never been, please go. It pretty much ruined cons for me. Thank you so very much. It set the bar. So every con that I've gone to since Dragon Con is measured against Dragon Con. Right? Excellent. The, the nightlife, because there is a secret <laughs> nightlife to Dragon Con that happens. Um, so everything is measured against that one. But another one that I'm going to go to this year, because like I said, I'm in Michigan. I'm going to go to BlurCon. Um, this year, so that'd be my first time going there. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm maybe three or hours away from Toronto. So there's a fan expo up in Toronto. Yeah. I'm probably going to hit up next year. So I'm, I'm trying to, to branch out. I haven't been to one on the West Coast yet. I, maybe next year it will be in the budget to get out that way. I really want to do that. But for right now, I'm staying East Coast. All right. Cool. All right. Anime. Yeah, man. Um, shoot. Anime Sundays on everything, man. Anime X Sundays. Um, the next con I'll be at uh, will be Katsu Con as well. Um, that was one of my earlier cons that I went to. Um, after that, it'll probably be Awesome Con. Uh, I'll I, I really be at every con. I'm not going to lie to you. There's, there's, there's hardly any convention I have not gone to. Uh, so, you know, I've been to Dragon Con several times. I live out here too. Um, we had a block party last year, Trap Sushi. We had a block party. It was crazy. Um, so if you had Dragon Con, come to the block party. You're probably having another one, or we might have another after party. Uh, but yeah, man, Anime Sundays on everything. Um, yeah, you'll see me around, man. Uh, I may be hosting a panel or hosting a party or something like that. So, you know, you'll see me around. Uh, definitely going to be at BlurCon too. DreamCon, all that good stuff. Um, I'm trying to get to San Diego this year as well because I think that's the one con I haven't gone to is San Diego Comic-Con. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably be at Expo. I'll be at every one, honestly, man. I'll be at every con. I'll be at every con. All right. So. All right. That, that, that's the takeaway. We're going we're gonna to see you at every con, every <laughs> single con. Quiva. <laughs> uh, um, on Instagram, it's just Quiva. It's right there, right there. Um, and on TikTok, it's Quiva Morris. Um, on most things, it's one of those. So um, I'll probably be at WonderCon, um, LACC, and San Diego, maybe. Those are like the usual ones I go to. So, All right, nice. Amazing. All right. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok at Amazing T Cosplay on all three. Um, as far as the next con, I plan to be at WonderCon for sure because it's not too far away. Maybe, if, you know, it's brand new, you know, you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a short drive. So I'll be there for sure. Um, right now, I'm just planning that far ahead as cons go because, kind of like Smoke says, um, Sometimes I just show up at a con and they're like, oh, you're here? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know I was coming, but I'm here. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing this year. But WonderCon, for sure, I will be there. All right. And Selena. All right. So it's just Instagram for me, CosplayX 
work and the way I spell twerk is T-W-E-R-K, not the other ways that it can be spelled. Um, I just posted my list in my story today and it's always like a tentative list because, you know, it just depends what the vibe is that week, if I'm about to make it or not. But um, for this year, I think it'll be Awesome Con, Fan Expo Philly, Blurred Con, um, definitely Exotica DC, Exotica New Jersey. And there's a bunch of other stuff on my list I just don't remember at the moment. But it's like the list for the whole year. So I'll be at like quite a few. Nice. Okay. Well, guys, I want to thank you so, so, so much for, for being a part of this panel, for for just being just amazing creatives, for being actually just, you know, being such positive and amazing, um, uh, you know, people in this space, you know, because we need that. We need that representation. We need that. And I love, and I love the fact that actually that we have so many people on this panel from different, you know, not only from different parts of the country, but, you know, different age ranges, um, you know, different backgrounds, all that other stuff. And I think you guys are just, like I said, I am in awe of each and every one of you. You guys are freaking just top tier. There's there's lower lower tier and there's top tier. You guys are up here on the top tier. Not the lower tier, just so we're clear. The top tier. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. This is Mo, not Mr. Cosplay Alliance, like it says here. I'm not. I'm just borrowing this page from him. But I'm I'm Mo, Dominican Knight at Dominican Knight through Instagram and any of those other things. So thank you guys, everybody, for joining us. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. There will be another actual uh, uh, roundtable, I think, actually next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, feel free to tune in, join in that. Actually, it's going to be another group of cosplayers as well. And again, it's going to be for, um, uh, for February for Black History Month. Have a great evening, guys, and thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Thank you.